One of the greatest American writers of the 20th century died this week. He was known for writing novels like The Road and No Country for Old Men. Cormac McCarthy was 89 years old. He died of natural causes. McCarthy was a Pulitzer Prize winner. Readers praised the ways in which he depicted the darkness found in humanity. Whether it was the villain, Anton Shigurth, or cannibals, McCarthy found brutal ways to depict the terribleness of sin. And in the screenplay, The Sunset Limited, McCarthy sought to address depravity head-on as the main characters talked about God and the problem of evil. But he remained an agnostic throughout his life. He saw the problem of sin in the world. But as far as we know, he was not able to see the answer to sin, Jesus Christ. Though sin has affected all of life, the Lord Jesus died for sin and promised to make all things new. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus as we continue in a series called Becoming Jesus People. Over the last couple of days, we've looked at some individuals who became Jesus People. No, they weren't converted in the 1960s and 70s. They met Jesus face to face and were saved in the first century. But not everyone who met with Jesus came out of the conversation believing, at least not right away. We'll look at one such example of this found in John 3, the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. Stay with us as we look at this fascinating conversation. But before we turn to God's Word, I want you to hear another fascinating conversation that we had yesterday with an 84-year-old woman who met Jesus in 1968. But before she met Jesus, she hung out with dangerous people. Well, my husband and I, we'd go out Saturday nights on the parlay and go to parties, uh, the sons of Satan and the pagans and the heathens, and they'd get fighting. And Anyway... It was a pretty rough crowd. (laughs) Want to hear how the Lord rescued Peggy Heffer in Pennsylvania from this rough crowd? Stay with me. It's a precious story of how she joined the Jesus Revolution so many years ago. And then after the program, I want to send you the brand new feature film called Jesus Revolution about the revival of the late 60s and early 70s. This film focuses on the true stories about a pastor and his heart to reach the lost generation of that era. This film would be a great movie to watch with family and friends this summer, especially those that you'd like to share more with about the gospel. You can watch excerpts from the Jesus Revolution DVD and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 865 Haven. Now, let's open with a song from a popular artist during the Jesus Movement. And as you'll hear, it has a bit of country vibe to it. Born Again by Evie. You may think it foolish what I'm gonna say. I'm not ashamed. No, not ashamed. One day I pray Jesus Changing me 
very popular in the 70s. In the middle of the Jesus movement, she first started her singing career as a teenager in Norway, where her parents were born. Born again from Evie's Favorites, Volume 1. This is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called Becoming Jesus People. Before we get to the story of Nicodemus, I want to go to Pennsylvania. I want us to meet up with Peggy Heffert. She listens to us every day on WDAC Radio. She told us yesterday that she didn't even know she was part of the Jesus Revolution when she came to know Christ in 1968. But nevertheless, her story is a precious reminder of how our Lord is truly Savior and Good Shepherd. I heard people on the radio the other day talking about the hippie Jesus movement, and I didn't even know I was in the Jesus movement, but I accepted the Lord in 1968. Well, my husband and I, we'd go out Saturday nights on the parley and go to parties, uh, the sons of Satan and the pagans and the heathens, and they'd get fighting, and anyway, it was a pretty rough crowd. <laughs> and. Then I got on pills, well, for eight years, from 1961 to 1968. And then my doctor, well, when you're on pills that much, you want them stronger and stronger because you get used to them. And so my husband drove me to the doctor's office because I, I wasn't fit to drive anymore. And the doctor took one look at me and she said, no more pills. And... She said, have faith. And I said, what is faith? And she handed me a Bible. And two days before, the veterinarian's wife that I talked to, they had handed me a Bible, too, and a record called God Isn't Dead. And I listened to that three times. It took an hour to listen to it. So I listened to it for three hours. So I got on my knees in my living room, and I told Jesus that I needed help. And, and God saved me. I said I wanted to be saved, and, and He miraculously saved me. So that was uh, November 17, 1968. And I, oh, it took about two weeks for the pills to get out of my system. So I 
shivered and shook for two weeks, but I stood on the word of God that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and that I can get through and get delivered of this. And I went to church every night, to some church anyway that would pray for me. After I asked the Lord in my heart, in the living room, I got up and the presence, I don't know if it happens this way with everybody, but the presence of the Lord was so strong it's like night and day, is all I can say. Uh, that was living in darkness, and now I am living in the light of Jesus. <laughs> and then the Lord had impressed on me. Well, I went to New York City different times and walked the streets of Manhattan, and, and I gave my testimony down at the Bowery Mission. And uh, anyway, I'd take the bus to go to New York and I love New York City as far as witnessing. And, and then I went to Washington, D.C. And, and walked the streets of Washington down to DuPont Circle. And anyway, the Lord miraculously used me. And anyway, now I, I'm living with my son because I had a stroke three and a half years ago. So I still I, I made some signs and I sit along the street here and hold up Jesus signs and that that's what our country needs to get back to the Bible and Jesus is the answer he's the only answer so anyway here I am I'm 84 years old now and, and I just witness for Jesus whenever I can sometimes I miss opportunities but I am still witnessing for the Lord because going back to the Bible and Jesus is the only answer and I wish our our country would get back to the Bible. That's what happened in the Jesus movement. And I guess that's basically the story of my life. <laughs> the answer is, is, is the Holy Bible and Jesus. That's all I can say. That's Peggy Heffer. She lives in York, Pennsylvania. And thank you so much for taking the time to share with us how Jesus changed your life. And what an encouragement to me, 84 years old, suffering from the effects of a stroke three years ago, but still seeking to share Jesus with others. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Now, let's turn to the Gospel of John. Let's turn to chapter 3. We find out very early on why Nicodemus is so important. Verse 1 tells us why. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. The Pharisees were the most powerful and knowledgeable group among the Jews in that day. Not only did the majority of Jews follow their teachings and interpretation of the law, but the Pharisees had the power to shape public opinion concerning new teachers, like John the Baptist and like Jesus. Verse 2 says that Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. If you live in a friendly neighborhood, you may have visitors at your door throughout the day. You may greet Girl Scouts, your next-door neighbors, or perhaps friends from church, and you'll have a pleasant time. But what about an unexpected visit at night? That may give you some pause, but now think about this one knocking. There may have been some trepidation on the part of Nicodemus. There may have been a serious matter that he needed help with, and he didn't know if he would be heard. Nicodemus may have been nervous about this visit, 
He visited at night, most likely to avoid being seen by others, especially fellow Pharisees. Jesus, as God and man, knew Nicodemus, and he knew his needs. So when Nicodemus came at night, Jesus welcomed him. Now Nicodemus came to Jesus and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. We now know why Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. Nicodemus wanted to inquire about him. He knows of the miracles that Jesus had been performing. No one can dispute that one who performed miracles comes from God. But Jesus also said some troubling things in the eyes of the Pharisees. In the previous chapter, chapter 2, Jesus cleared the money tables in the temple He spoke of the destruction of the temple, though he was talking about his body and not the physical temple where he was standing. Nicodemus was confused. Is Jesus for Israel or is he against Israel? Well, listen to the answer Jesus provided in verse 3. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Jesus was about the kingdom of God and saving sinners, sinners like Nicodemus. He wasn't interested in preserving a physical temple or in preserving the nation of Israel as it existed then, but he desired Nicodemus to be born again. And he wanted Nicodemus to think of him as more than a teacher, more like his Lord. But Nicodemus came confused. Now, if you speak with small children, you'll very quickly realize that they take things quite literally. Since they are working hard to learn and understand the language of their parents, they focus on the literal meaning of words. They have trouble understanding figurative ways of speaking. Nicodemus was in the same boat here. He didn't know what Jesus meant by being born again. In verse 4, how can someone be born when they are old? Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Nicodemus couldn't understand that Jesus was speaking of a spiritual birth. And when he clarifies that he was speaking about a new birth of the Spirit, Nicodemus was still just as confused. And so then he asked Jesus, how can this be? And that brings us to an important point in the conversation. It's helpful for us to realize this as well. We can't just reason individuals into believing the gospel. A spiritual birth requires spiritual understanding, understanding that only the Holy Spirit can provide. This can actually be quite freeing for us as we share the gospel with others. Why is that? Because we don't always need to know the greatest arguments or have great rhetorical skill to convince others of their need for Christ. All we need to do is be faithful by sharing the word, the gospel message that Jesus came to save sinners. Be faithful and trust in the Spirit to do the saving. Well, going back to chapter 3, Nicodemus had been questioning Jesus. But in verse 10, Jesus turned the tables. He asked him a tough question. You are Israel's teacher. And you don't understand these things? Remember what I already said? Nicodemus was a Pharisee. 
What does this mean? It meant that Nicodemus was an expert of the Hebrew Scriptures. They read through it daily. They memorized vast portions of it. They claimed to have mastered the law. But all of this meant nothing to Jesus because Nicodemus didn't realize the importance of a spiritual new birth. Listen to just one portion of the Old Testament that testifies to our need for a new birth. I'm going to read from Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit in you. Though he claims to be an expert in the scriptures, Nicodemus didn't seem himself as a dead sinner in need of resurrection. Nicodemus didn't see that Jesus was the one that the Old Testament was pointing to. Nicodemus was at a crossroads. Now, maybe you've been there before. Maybe you're there right now. What will Nicodemus do with Jesus? What will we do with Jesus? While we don't see Nicodemus' answer in this passage, we do hear one last word from our Lord to Nicodemus, beginning in verse 14. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. And of course, Jesus was alluding to a story in the book of Numbers that Nicodemus would have known so well. After rebellion, the people of Israel were afflicted with deadly serpents, but they repented. And the Lord had Moses lift up a bronze serpent, and all who were bitten could look up to that serpent on the pole, and they would be spared of dying. Jesus is the one who will be lifted up, lifted up on a cross, and all who would look to him by faith would be spared of spiritual death and find eternal life. Jesus leaves this conversation with Nicodemus offering life. And Jesus is not just a teacher from God, but he is the Son of God who came to save. Did Nicodemus respond to Jesus' gospel message in faith? We don't know, at least not in John 3. But this is not the last time we see him in the gospel of John. He shows up again in chapter 19, after the crucifixion. As Jesus was buried, we read of Nicodemus bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloe, about 75 pounds, in accordance with Jewish burial customs. Though there is some uncertainty in John 3, John 19 shows us that he was near his Lord when even his disciples had abandoned him. I think that Nicodemus did come to believe in Christ. Was it right after the conversation? Or perhaps when he saw Jesus lifted up just as the bronze serpent was lifted up? Whenever it happened, it was a work of the Spirit. He was born again. Are you born again? You can be. Come to the Lord Jesus. Come to him today by faith, and you will receive eternal life.
And one of his songs from the Savior, You Must Be Born Again. Another musician that was considered part of the Jesus movement. Well, a week from now, summer will officially begin. And if you're like me, you'll be spending time with family and friends. 
And we'll probably be spending time watching a movie together. And that's why I want to give you a great resource that you can enjoy. It's called The Jesus Revolution, and we have it on DVD. This just-released film will not only help you learn more about the incredible Jesus People movement, but it's a great way to talk about the gospel with those you love. And I pray it will inspire both young and old alike to share their faith with those who need to know more about Jesus. So why don't you visit our website right now? Why don't you watch some excerpts from the Jesus Revolution DVD? But then make your gift to haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us and make your gift over the phone at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And remember... We still have the Chronicles of Narnia Radio Theater with all seven of C.S. Lewis's classic stories on audio with original soundtrack, talented voice actors, and stories full of Christian allegory. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again on Friday we'll share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Summer is coming. Every day we can sense the weather getting warmer, the sun hitting harder. It reminds us that we need to put on sunscreen before going outside, but also we need to stay hydrated. The sons of Korah, writers of Psalm 42, also acknowledge the importance of hydration but not in the way we might expect. Listen to the first verse of this psalm. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. The writers were thirsty, not to drink water, but to know the living God. Next time you feel the need to drink during a hot summer day, treat it as a reminder. We must feel that same need to know the God who loves us. Grow in your walk with Christ. Visit GetAnchor.com.